Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to our podcast here at Deep in the Forest. Uh, with you, I'm Pastor Roger, and uh, with me, as always, Mariah Crooks. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> yes. So uh, today we're going to go into another topic, and this is a topic that we have talked about previously just within our, our groups and within our church. And we're going to be talking about one of the things that I believe as a pastor and also as a worship director that I was for years and years um, is one of the most important things uh, about the church, right? Most of the time, it takes about half of the church segments, right? If you're depending on what church you go to, I think that you, you could even cover up to half of the of the whole entire church service, uh, which is the music and mm -hmm. the worship section, which is very much um, you know, like I know that there's everything about the service is worship, but you know, like what we think of worship, we think of music and we think of things that, you know, have talents and, yep. and things like that. So today we're going to be bringing a, uh, you know, a segment about what type of music should we be singing or playing during church, right? Yep. And essentially the difference between a Christian song and a worship song, um, because every worship song is a Christian song, but not every Christian song can be used for congregational worship within the church. Uh, nice. Very well put. You know, I think that that's very key. Um, as a matter of fact, we just wrote a song, which uh, here at The Forest, we wrote a song and it was pretty. I mean, we we loved it. I think that it was obviously, you know, written from the Lord on behalf of, you know, like his inspiration. And it was called Winter. And it's it's basically it talks about. Uh, the chapter, uh, last chapter of Second Timothy, chapter four, mm -hmm. and it goes over what Paul was feeling at the time. So, just like you said, you know, and everything is—it's a Christian song. It has the Christian uh, motive. It has a Christian lyrics. You know, it has Christian everything about it is Christian. Yeah. But are we going to sing it every Sunday or you know every other Sunday or whatever? You know, like are we going to ever sing it again? Would be the question. Yeah. Um, because although it is Christian, is it going to induce or produce, uh, worship for the rest of the congregation? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that is, uh, the key today, you know, like kind of, you know, sure we have a lot of Christian music, but should we sing that at church? Right. Yes. So there's exactly. a few topics that we really want to go over. Like, uh, we have the lyrics, we have mm -hmm. the music, the uh, instrumental music of it mm -hmm. of itself. And then the motif, right? Like, what is it that it, it induces? Why is it that we really need to have it or not have it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's break it down. Okay. Let's go over the lyrics. Okay. So Mariah, you're a lyricist, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're on. Uh, you're you're also on another uh, song featuring oh Mariah Crooks goodness, dude, no. on Spotify, Spotify artist. Yes. Yes. So if you guys are looking at this, you guys got to look up Mariah Crooks on Spotify. <laughs> no. So, um, you know, so, but what is it about the lyrics that you think makes it a worship song as opposed to just a Christian song? So we know that from the Bible, we, we have examples in God's word already of what constitutes a worship song. And we can find those in the book of Psalms. Um, the book of Psalms are songs written by King David and others that were meant to be put to an instrument and sung with a melody um, in order to bring praise and glory to God. And all of those Psalms, 
I mean, they talk about a variety of things. It's not like every single psalm is just about how loving the Lord is, even though that's great. But they talk about repentance. They talk about suffering and trial um, and the hardships that come with the Christian life. Um, but also God's holiness, God's goodness, his wrath, his mercy. And so we just want to make sure as the local body that whatever worship songs we're using, they reflect everything that scripture has already reflected. Mm. Um, and if we can make it as close and as cl uh, clear to what scripture has already laid out for us regarding God's attributes, um, his relationship to himself, his relationship to us nice. and our relationship, you know, our response to him for what he's done for us, that I think that is in general, overall, what every church should strive for is making sure those are prominent in the lyrics. Yeah. Nice. So I think that that's very well put, you know, that's the the obvious, like the, what we really want to go for as a, as a normal, any day, Sunday, um, anytime, any Sunday, that's what we really want to hear is mm -hmm. something that worships God that is focused on him, mm -hmm. not focused on us, you know, like not yeah. just kind of having like uh, a sprinkle of Jesus, but endowed in Jesus, yes. like always having that. Um, yes. I think that part of the problem with today's worship, and I, I sound like a dinosaur when I say that, you know, and I don't mean to say every single song that we have in today's world or today's, you know, like normal, whatever we have, uh, like on every Sunday with every church, you know, we're talking Hillsong, Elevation, um, yeah, you know, MSC and all those groups. Bethel. Bethel, you know, like a lot of the 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 problems that the, that we see with them is that they're focused on I, right? The lyrics yeah. are mostly talking about yes, well, they're talking about Jesus and what He did for me because mm -hmm. I was so lost and I was doing this and I yes. was doing that, yes. and it's almost like you know, like it, it's very like. Uh, instead of really focusing on God's character, although it is talking about God's character and that he's a savior and that he is good and he is merciful, but almost everything is so related and correlated to his relationship with me, mm -hmm. you know, and I, there comes a time where it's like, okay, that's, that's too much me in the song, you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. uh, the, the I index or whatever. Yeah, you know? it definitely teeters on the edge of, are you worshiping yourself more than you're worshiping the Lord mm. or you're worshiping what's been done for you mm -hmm. rather than who did it for you? Um, so, oh, you know, write that down. Boy. That's <laughs> it, That's it. I mean, we conclude this podcast. Right? <laughs> and so it's hard to discern sometimes because a lot of those songs are theologically accurate. Mm -hmm. It's not like, Oh my goodness. They just put a heresy in there right. and they're completely unbiblical. So it's becoming harder to really pick and choose like what is too much, mm -hmm. you know, and what's more safe or what, you know, we just want what is going to be most glor glorifying to the Lord. Yeah. For as many popular songs as there are out there that churches use for worship, like they're, they're good, but they're just good. Like why yeah. not have great songs? Yeah. Why not have excellent songs? Yeah. And there are plenty of those to choose from. Are they older? Maybe. Some mm. are newer though. Yeah. You just have to dig deeper. So Exactly. I think so. Doing our jobs as Christians to really dig deeper and go that further mile, you know, to yeah. get the right, correct lyrics yeah. that we want to have. Um, I think that that was one of the things that we really went for, especially with this new song that we just wrote. It was it was very nice and it's very biblical. 
and it has a good message, but we're going to be using it for, we were trying to use it for Sewing Sunday, mm -hmm. which is going to be, you know, like where everybody comes in, they're new, they have this thing. And that's the problem. You know, it was going to be brought to new people that may not have any idea who Paul is, who Timothy is, yeah. what their relationship is. And, uh, you know, they don't know that the struggle that Paul went through was at the end for the glory of God and all these things. So, like, I mean, like, they don't know the, that whole story. So it might even be such an essence depressing song because, I mean, all we're talking about is, you know, sad things that happened to Paul. Yeah. And so, like, after, like, five minutes of just, like, man, this, this, this doesn't really, like, it doesn't seem like for somebody that's brand new into the gospel with no context yeah. should have this song, you know? So yeah. we have a Christian song with Christian lyrics straight from the Bible, theologically correct. But at the end of the day, is it right for your congregation to, I guess that comes into the, the mix. Yeah. Like, is it good for your particular congregation Yeah. Uh, rather than like, you know, definitely, congregations? definitely. And that's where the whole shift in mindset it should be for it should be regarding your congregation and what how are they going to be led best depending on what songs are chosen mm -hmm. but also what does god call us to do right. and what has he prescribed in scripture for how to worship him mm. um because even in the format and in the songs we choose we could be very focused on oh how will this affect the congregation and that then becomes or it can become us focused again in a different way right. even if it's a, in a preventative way or with better intentions yeah but um it really has to get back to how can god be most glorified in this um type of worship in musical worship at my church um now one of the biggest debates that comes about is how emotion inducing should songs be so that's Which, yeah, it goes of, into like that second section that we really go into, right? Like yeah. lyrics, uh, is it gonna be tied in? But every almost every well, those three categories, whether it's lyrics or instruments or even the motif, like basically like who who's writing it, why they're writing it. Yeah. Um it, it ties in with the congregations, what's best for the congregation, and some some songs might be good for some congregations, uh, and some not, like the instruments, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like for the forest, we have a young crowd. Uh, we usually play pretty loud and mm -hmm. it's, you know, new stuff. We have a drum pad, we have electric drums, we have electric guitars, mm -hmm. and we have like things like that. I don't use the same instruments, maybe don't use the same effects and don't have the same outcome for the earlier service, yeah. which is more, it's a Spanish congregation. Yeah. Some of them are a little older and they have the same heart. I don't think that they, you know, like if we play just as loud and just as hard, I think they would be there. I wouldn't receive any complaints. Yeah. But would that be good for them? Yeah. You know, and that that's good because, you know, you want to figure out what not to put the congregation above what the Lord asks, but you also want to discern what's going to help your congregation be focused on Jesus and what may hurt that focus or become mm -hmm. distractions. Because if we just go to like, if we isolate every instrument and we're like, well, you know, they didn't have electric guitars or drums back in yeah. Jesus day. That's not in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. What are we just going to play the biblical. like the harp and the the lyre, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. there might be churches attempting to do that because that's like the most biblical and like a historical cultural sense. Right. But um, 
it's more so taking the principles from what's prescribed mm -hmm. and applying them to what's going on in, in today's world. And like you said, for older generations um, or even cross-culturally, right. there's mm -hmm. going to be differences. Um, yeah. People who worship in Africa or who worship in Russia or wherever are worshiping maybe differently than um, in America even. Yeah. So that's that's like the the and it's and i think really comes down to like um to us and especially you know here we 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 have the worship leader you know and we we really i me as a pastor i really respect that spot that position um as a you know borderline uh pastoring eldership position you know it doesn't have to be i don't think that you know all of the people who are leading are actually like you know pastoring that's not that's not it at all but whoever is in charge of that of at the end of the day having the say of it mm -hmm. in this case in our church right now i have the say of it but one day you know i'm going to be giving that up and when i give that up it has to come to somebody who has that pastor heart of yeah. like man i really want to have my congregation um taken care of yeah you know to the best of our ability that the lyrics the instruments the the motivation, all that comes to, you know, one big, like every single sermon, every single Sunday is, is a blessing for yeah. people. So I think that that's, it's really hard because, you know, it's like playing, <laughs> um, it's, have you ever played those like things where it's like, there's a ball in the middle, like that little like metal uh, ball and oh, you have to yeah, like, you know, yeah, you have to yeah, like yeah. get it in the center. It's like through the maze yeah, and stuff. Like it, yeah. Sometimes like just to get into the center, you know, you have to like, oh, okay, well the lyrics are a little off. Oh, but this one has like good stuff. <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. I mean like the guy who wrote it, he's a little weird. So, yeah. you know, like we got to like, kind of like, you know, try to like balance it and get it right in the center. It's mm -hmm. like sometimes, and then at the end of the day, like, oh, this is, this one's perfect. And the congregation doesn't like it. You know, it's yeah. the congregation is like, well, I don't know, man. It's like a little too, you know, it's a little too much. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't work, and there's no like, there's no response. Yeah, you know, there's no really calling on it. So yeah. man, it's it's tough. Yeah. So I mean, like, kind of brings us to our our last section, which is the motivation mm -hmm. um, of the the why you're singing those songs, mm -hmm. um, which is hard right now because we live in a time where all the songs are always available at all times you yeah. know like i mean elevation worship brings out a new album you mm -hmm. got it right away you know when i was growing up man you had to get the the cd you know you had to go to the christian bookstore and the christian bookstore was closed that day so now yeah. you gotta like wait you know and all this stuff like i mean it was harder back then mm -hmm. and and that, i'm talking about like a time where i was already it was already very easily available Mm -hmm. um, because previously, you know, the, all the songs were very, uh, like you had to wait for the new hymn book to come out. Yeah. You, know? like, you had to wait for the new praise book to, to be released and have all the chord sheets and, you know, or else you would have to print out your own chord sheets and do all these things. I mean, it was like a whole thing nowadays. It's just like, there's the newest one comes out and then that gives us a little bit of, of, a, I would say like a distraction because the newest one came out yeah and we don't think about whether that's going to be good yeah it's just the newest yeah you know like Definitely. is it going to be good for our congregation oh man it sounds great you know like it's mm -hmm. a it's an amazing song because 
And at the end of the day, it's only because it's new that you think that it's mm -hmm. not really because it's fitting for your congregation or because, you know, you yeah. think that it would really bless them. It's just like, it just sounds good and it's the newest and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And I mean, in today's world with so many Christian artists and Christian bands, there's a lot of singles or EPs or albums being written. And those artists or bands have very personal connections to those lyrics. They yeah. wrote them when they were going through something themselves. Mm -hmm. And so listening to it can be encouraging. And it's something you're going to want to um, listen to often. And it's a Christian song per se. And it illustrates maybe a season that that person was in and you can relate to it. But does that mean that that can still be used in congregational worship to, like, uh, I guess, give glory to God in the sense of recognizing who he is and what he's done? Mm -hmm. um, yes and no. Mm -hmm. But a lot of those things are good Christian songs. A lot of those songs are fine in just listening to them. Right. But... um when it comes to worshiping within the church service, they don't have all the criteria necessary to stay focused on the person of Jesus and what he's done for us. Yeah. And um, yeah. Which I mean, like, I think that that's a, that's an excellent point, you know? And, and so um, fo staying focused on the, on the, on the motivation and stuff like it has the lyrics, it has the, it has the tempo, it has, you mm -hmm. know, like the, the instruments and everything you, you have. And, you know, maybe maybe your church is going through a season of maybe the same thing, right? Like I think a lot of artists right now are talking about our struggles and our unity and all stuff because sure. there's so much, you know, with the COVID situation and all this stuff, like mm -hmm. everybody, you know, kind of has like that same mentality, which I think is great, you know, like for the church to grow and to have that. The other hand, though, which is pre pretty much the, the last one, a little bit probably more difficult to talk about, is like what church writes it, yeah. you know, and, and, and the theology that are teaching there. Yeah. Because and I think we've gone over the, you know, actually, we've gone over this so many times at our own personal church, which is like, should we sing the songs that are written by a church which we don't really believe their theology is correct mm. um mm -hmm. you know for me like hillsong united elevation worship and, and different you know big big churches mm -hmm. mega churches uh hillsong is probably like the biggest church right now of of uh, i would say even all time you know like they're 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 like mega church with a, a satellite campus on every country every mm -hmm. every continent that's for sure mm -hmm. you know so they're so they're in every single continent almost every country and but what are they teaching you know just because they're famous doesn't mean they're right yep um and so how do you how do you how do you feel about that you know i think that if you're going to err on one side or the other i think you should err on the safer side and if there's any doubt or any conviction about stumbling someone um, regarding playing that song. Like even if the song itself is completely theologically correct and there's nothing in and of itself that requires further discernment, but you know that the church, what's being taught from the pulpit, what their statement of faith says, um, we wanna be really careful we're not promoting music that 
would get someone super encouraged and they want to go to that church's website. They want to learn more about yeah. them. Maybe they get plugged into something that church is doing and mm. that would be on on us or yeah. on on the leadership of, of the worship because they allowed, they facilitated that process yeah. by encouraging those songs. It's really hard balance though. I it mean, really is. even personally, I would say like there's a lot of songs I love and I listen to from some of these uh, churches and some of these uh, artists even, and they're great songs, but I have to um, keep that separate from what I know that person maybe believes that's not in agreement with, with what scripture says. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Paul even said that even though they may be preaching the gospel with the wrong heart, they're still preaching the gospel yeah. and they're still getting it out there. So yeah. um, I think God can still use some of those situations for his glory, despite the person, the, the incorrectness or the, yeah. yeah, like who, it doesn't matter who the background information, I guess, but that's a tough one. And I it mean, tough. what would you say? Like as the pastor of a church, like, are you, you someone who wants to skew more on the safe side and mm. how do you guys go about that kind of process when a good song comes up, but it is from one of those churches. Yeah. I mean, we definitely, there are some churches that we can agree with on paper, but that we might not agree with as they preach. Yeah. Um, Elevation worship, I think is some, is one of the churches that we agree on paper with a lot. Yeah. Because they have a lot of paper doctrinal theology that we agree with. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Uh, as far as Stephen Furtick preaching, I mean, you know, I, I I love Stephen Furtick for <laughs> for who he is, but you know, a lot of his uh, a lot of his preaching could be a little I centered, me centered, and not give enough glory to God. And so, but at the end of the day, his theology on you know like on paper is is pretty correct, right? So his doctrine, what he's teaching, uh, is is okay 90 percent of the time. His sermons are the ones that we have a little bit more of a problem with, and he has had some you know, theologically incorrect sermons that he's, you know, that he's backtracked on and done all these things. That being said, his worship songs usually are very theologically correct. Yeah. So, um, his, his song, the songs that come from elevation worship, we, we kind of, you know, we we're careful with them. Mm -hmm. We have like a, you know, like a little, a little blanket over them where we're just like, okay, we're going to see how this works. And if it's going to work with our church and, and if it's going to be, obviously bringing glory to God. Yeah. Um, Hillsong usually that, you know, like we think their theology is pretty, you know, it's pretty on obviously within the mega churches, you know, there's going to be uh, discrepancies here and there and mm-hmm. all these things. Nobody's perfect. And I don't think any church is going to be ever perfect, you know, until yeah. we get to the, to the, to the time where Christ has pulled us from this world. Yeah. And that's when it, that's when we're going to have perfect worship mm-hmm. until then we're stuck with what we have, you know? Yeah. And, and I think what we have is those two are big, you know, I just use those two as one of the big examples. Mm-hmm. As far as like, you know, maybe like another person, which was like Bethel, you know, there's like another church, Bethel and um, Bill Johnson as a pastor and his books and his theology and his uh, different things are are completely incorrect. Yeah. They're not even correct on paper. They're not even correct on on anything. I yeah. mean, like he, he, he there's like a, a small like God Godship that we that he has. And, you know, like there's there's different things that that just mark out. His theology is basically completely incorrect. Mm-hmm. So we try to stay away from Bethel music um, as far as Sunday services go. 
And that's, uh, that's kind of why we have that, you know, we have that rule where it's just like, okay, let's try, try to stay away from that. Obviously, he, he collab, co- uh, collaborates with a lot of other artists. So we're not just shutting down everything. And we're not just being, you know, we're just giving him the chops. And that's it. We're like gone and done. Um, but we are very careful with, with Bethel music. We kind of just tend to tend to stay away just because we know that if, if somebody were to be interested in it, they would be led down a path that is not a good one. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like the, the three criteria that we have, you know, and it's like the, the lyrics have to be good. They have to be Christ centered have to be uh, glory to God all the time, you know, soli deo gloria, right? Yeah, and, amen. Uh, you know, and then uh, we have to have the the music that is appropriate for the congregation that you have. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it's fast or slow. Doesn't matter if it's hymns, all organ, you know? Yeah. Like, just like, I mean, I Acapella. grew up in... A, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, acoustic sessions by yes. a campfire, you know? Yes. like doesn't matter if it's that or if it's like a rock show yeah. and and somebody has like this you know super heavy metal like music yeah, I, yeah. I i believe that that's that's okay in its appropriate time and yeah. then um but at the end the motivation right like who who is it writing what is the why why did they write it what season did they go through and yeah. their theology what do they believe in because if you're singing to something that that they they just don't believe you know like i i mean like um you could even include some like some Catholic themes in there, uh, hymns in there, you know, like uh, we don't sing some of the Catholic hymns, even though they're like completely theologically correct, just because the people who thought it didn't have and hold Christ as like the ultimate, uh, you know, like the ultimate saint that makes saints, you know? So like, mm-hmm. um, so I think that that's what, the, what, what really keeps us in our, in our guidelines. Yeah. And so, I mean, I hope that this is uh, helpful for anybody who's trying to choose songs, you know, for all the worship pastors, because I mean, like I was a worship pastor singing songs that were probably not the best, you know, at the time when I was young and I didn't have the, the that influence. Nobody ever told me. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, OK, well, this is what we should be looking for within a church as a good like pastoral lead that you should be, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any final thoughts? Um. Worship God in spirit and in truth. Mm. John 4.24. That's it. That's so funny. I just preached on that <laughs> earlier today. That's crazy. That's, you know, the Holy Spirit right there. Mm-hmm. So final thoughts is the Holy Spirit's going to guide you no matter what. And I hope that, you know, this is going to be helpful for you guys. If you've been uh, tuning in, I, you know, we, we want you to subscribe, leave any other comments uh, down below and ask us any questions. You know, if you have any questions about maybe, you know, we can suggest some, some new artists for you. Maybe we can suggest some, some new music that you, you can listen to. If not, I mean, maybe you can suggest some stuff to us and we'll be uh, happy to read that. So thank you guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye.